here with you all this morning. So this morning, I wanted to talk a little bit about surrender. And so the title of this morning's sermon is I Surrender All. It's a song that probably most of us know the tune to. But I guess I would start with a question. What, what to you guys, what does surrender mean? Like, what would be the definition of surrender? Any ideas out there? Okay. Gabe said, relinquishing my own for that of another. The, it's kind of funny because it's, uh, it was actually a little bit hard to come up with a, a definition. Um, you know, that, that made sense to me. But basically what, what it means is to yield to or to cease resistance. And so um, that's kind of what I'm, I'm going to be talking about today. Let's pause for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we can have together as a family. And Father, right now I just ask that you would focus our hearts and open our minds to what you would have for each one of us here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Proverbs 3 is another uh, verse that is pretty familiar. But Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. This idea of lean not on your own understanding. When I think of leaning, I think of putting your full weight on, on someone. So it would be like having a, a crutch and someone having a broken leg and they only had one crutch to lean on. And if someone were to come and kick that crutch out, the person would probably fall down. So that's kind of the idea of what this idea of leaning on and trusting in the Lord is. It means to rest and trust in him, in the person that he is. But in order to surrender, you have to fully trust him. And myself, and I'm sure you all can um, also attest to this, we tend to fear completely trusting in the Lord. And it's almost as if we know better for ourselves than what he does. And I tend to want to control things and not give up because I'm afraid of what might happen if I do just let go. But God knows what's best for us. And he's a better judge of what we want, even than what we think we want. He's a better judge than that, than we are. And we have to trust him completely in every choice that we make. And that being said, we shouldn't throw out or belittle our God-given ability to reason. But we should also always be willing to listen to and be corrected by God's word. And if you do those things, he will make your paths straight, both by guiding you and by protecting you. Solomon, who was one of the most wise men, he was the one who was saying this, and he said that in order to receive God's guidance, we must submit to him in all our ways. Completely surrender every area of your life. So look at the values and the priorities that you have in your life. What is it that's important to you? 
In what areas of your life have you surrendered to him? And also, in what of your areas of your life do you attempt to restrict or ignore his influence? To depend on our own understanding of truth and life means to disregard him and his will for us. Make him a vital part of everything you do. What does that word vital mean? It means basically, you know, when you think of someone's vital, it's without them, they wouldn't be living. So make him a living part of everything that you do. Surrender every part of yourself to him, and then he's going to guide you because you'll be working to accomplish his purposes. Matthew 16, 24 through 27 says, Then Jesus said to his disciple, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Following Jesus is a true commitment. And to his disciples, there was a risk of death. But even then and still now, there was no turning back because real surrender implies real commitment. Evaluate what happens in your life from, e from an eternal perspective, not just a temporary one. And when you do that, the things of this earth will fade away and your values and decisions will change. In this verse in Matthew, it seems that there's three laws that he's talking about to be his disciple. The first one is the law of self-denial. He says to deny yourself. And then the second one is the law of sacrifice, meaning take up your cross and do that daily. And then the third one is the law of submission. He said to follow him, not follow your own ways. Galatians 2.20 says something similar. Paul wrote this letter to the Galatians. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the new life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. After Christ died, he was resurrected. And if we don't die to ourselves like Christ died, then we also won't be resurrected with him either if we don't fully surrender ourselves to him it seems like most of my sermons start out as something that god is teaching me or pouring into my life and when i stand here in front of you and you know you guys are looking at me some of you are looking through hurt and pain but you're presenting yourself in a way that's like a barrier or protection amy said that she sort of Felt a little sad after her Sunday school class just because of all the prayer requests and different people who have died and passed on. And so we tend to sort of just put up this wall in church. And it seems like every once in a while, God will sort of pull that veil back and let me see that. And the only reason I can recognize that in someone is because it's been me before. And it feels like we as believers are just about as close to Jesus as we think we can get. And 
we're going to get as close as we can, but we're scared that if we take one more step of surrender right now, if we get any closer to Jesus, something crazy is going to happen. I'm going to have to go somewhere or do something or say something or step away from something. So we tend to do that, and we just sort of settle into this place with Jesus, and it's just close enough to where we know we're going to go to heaven. And it's enough to know that he is with me and I can go to him for help. But that's about as close as I can get. And that's the thing that is hard to define. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've been in that place so many times where I feel like, Jesus, I trust you and I love you, but I need this too. Jesus, I trust you and I love you, but I'm not good at whatever it is that you're calling me to do. Jesus, I trust you and I love you, but these are my kids, and they're sick. We have these little areas that we feel like if we let go of, maybe God doesn't have our best interest in mind. But having faith is tough, and it's hard to trust and to step into full surrender because you really just have to let things go. And when I say these things, it's not because I've figured something out. And, you know, I, I don't know if I've learned many lessons, but I learned it that day. And I'm probably going to have to learn it again today and tomorrow and next week. But when you get into that place where you realize that I'm pushing back and I'm holding Jesus at a distance, that's when God is reaching into your heart and saying, I can do more with that than you can. Let me free that from you. Control, it feels like control, but control is really just another chain. And I've got to stop keeping Jesus at a distance and step into the surrender that he's calling me to. There's a song by Casting Crowns, it's a newer release for them. It's called Jesus at a Distance. And that's sort of what I've based my sermon on. And I'd like to read some of the lyrics from that song. It says, I've been keeping Jesus at a distance, so afraid to get hit, to let him get too close to the two lives I've been living, and if he couldn't see them both, as if he couldn't see them both, close enough to feel the warmth of the fire, far enough away to hide, but I'm tired of walking the wire between the darkness and the light. No more Jesus at a distance. No more pushing you away. I don't want to settle for the back row of some Sunday morning faith. So I'm holding nothing back now because there's nothing you don't see. No more Jesus at distance. Come change every part of me. I was offered resurrection, but I settled for the grave. I had the chance to walk on water, but I chose to play it safe. I've been hiding from the healer. I thought my wounds were out of reach. But at the end of all my running, you're still running after me. All of my dreams and all of my treasures when I can barely hold it together, when I can't control where tomorrow's going, when the ghosts of my yesterdays come calling, who I am when there's no one else around, when the sun comes up till the sun goes down, no more Jesus at a distance. Come change every part of me. So in closing, surrender can be something that often has a negative connotation because we relate it with the idea of losing. But when we surrender to Jesus, quite the opposite happens. 
We become winners. And why should we surrender to him? He gave himself up for you and for each one of us. He completely surrendered his life to his father for you. Because he did that, if you believe in him, you are now his son. You are now his daughter. You were bought with a price. And you have an eternal inheritance in him. He loves you. He accepts you right where you are. And his arms are wide open to welcome you into that surrender that he's calling you to. And I think of Gary and the last few years of his sickness and his body. But yet when he saw Jesus, he was standing there with his wide open arms ready to welcome him. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ.